At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ryan, thank you for joining me today as we do the Halo Infinite spoiler cast. I have Alex joining me. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I also want to say, you know, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, you know, Happy Holidays to all of you people, but uh, this is coming out. This is the last episode of 2021, so I want to go ahead and say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show this year. We've released 47 episodes as of this one, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. Next year is going to be really fun. So thank you to Alex, Eric, the casual gamer, Brandon, Brian, Jared, everyone who's been on the podcast this year. I can't wait to have more people on, but happy new year to all of you out there. Happy new year's to all of you out there. And uh, let's go ahead and get into the show. Alex, how you been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Had a good Merry Christmas and uh, ready for the new year. Right. Uh, it's it's going to be crazy. Um, been good and bad. <laughs> been good and bad. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, what have you been playing lately, if anything, at all besides Halo? Oh, I just downloaded the Hunt Showdown because uh, my other friends were playing it. It's pretty good. And then uh, I bought all three Witchers. So going to get through all of them. And uh, other than that, Skyrim and Halo. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I went back. I think it was was it a Thursday. Yeah, before Christmas Eve. I was playing Halo Wars 1 again. <laughs> so I'm uh, trying to get some achievements on there. I don't know why I'm like in achievement mode. I only need one more achievement for Halo Infinite. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm almost done with this. Um, yeah. Three I for me. Three. Uh, you're almost there. Um, I haven't really been playing anything else. I tried playing Pokemon and I got bored and said, I'm going to continue my life. So it, that wasn't really too fun. But uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Halo Infinite and all the spoilers that are within the, within the campaign. And then, you know, Alex's general thoughts on the game. Um, so for you, Alex, you know, I kind of talked about it in my own podcast, but like, what were your thoughts like on this game's trailers and like, what were some things that you were hoping to get with the launch package? Cause obviously a year from now you might actually get something you wanted content wise. Mm. Well, so for the trailers, I only watched the, the shitty, uh, E3 <laughs> trailer that came out, you know, looked yeah. like off of the original Xbox, uh, and then I only saw a few screenshots and then some multiplayer uh, footage. And that's all I watched because I'm trying not to spoil myself on anything. Because like in the trailers, like for movies and games, you know, you basically see the main parts of the stories. And, you know, I feel like that kind of hinders your uh, ability to enjoy the movies or games because you've already seen that, you know, climatic part. Yeah. Yeah, so I've only watched one trailer, and that's uh, the new Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out. But I'm going to see it regardless because he's the best actor alive. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the Nicolas Cage cast. Oh, it's going to be insane. It's going to happen sometime next year. That's for sure. No, I hear you. And I felt bad, too, because like I think uh, the last campaign trailer I sent to the group chat, like it definitely showed like the Harbinger. I think it showed the Skimmers. Um I think a couple and, you know, that, story beats. That, that's fine. I saw, uh, was it Char, Char Talk or uh, the Blade uh, Check Master? Lock. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, Jadina or something like that. I'll yeah. go get their names before we sound stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw a picture of him and, you know, the pictures are fine. You know, it's yeah. just like the main story missions, like it kind of, kind of 
kills the vibe. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed the campaign because I've watched literally none of it. <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely um you know, there's a lot to the campaign too that I think people are gonna miss out on because they um just didn't explore the ring itself. And um, you know, we'll just go ahead and get into the campaign. Um we don't have to talk about it in like um, chronological order we can, we can jump around but i do want to start at the beginning though uh you know what did you think of that opening cutscene when chief's defending the infinity i liked it um shows chief's week without cortana uh to be honest and it's always been that way too you know every time he's without cortana he like he fucks up she's the brains he's the brawn yeah even though he's extremely smart but <laughs> Well, it, it does show that like Chief definitely needs something else because he's outclassed by pe- just the pure strength of Atriox and the, his fucking gravity hammer. Um, Chief does put up a fight, you know, a very, very brief moment, but it's clear that like these guys are more prepared, which we later find out in the campaign um, as Eshram shows us. But um, the reason why I want to talk about this part is I listen to all the audio logs you know, yesterday, it's about an hour and a half long, actually, if you listen to all of them. Uh, it was really cool to play the campaign. I, like, I've already done three playthroughs now. I'm actually on my fourth now because for some reason I'm just addicted to this game. Um, I know Alex is shaking his head, as he should be. Um, oh, my third one, Lasso. Oh, there you go. Um, the audio logs also show this perspective of Captain Lasky as he's trying to evacuate. And then um, Spartan Griffin and Fireteam Taurus. And it's like, damn, like to hear all of it come together from that one cutscene, it it's just I kind of wish they showed just a little bit more in the cutscene. Maybe Fireteam Taurus getting uh Taurus getting um Captain Lasky out of there. But the audio logs I feel like in this game are very fucking amazing. <laughs> I think they do a really good job of like setting the tone for what happens around you as you're you're playing through. The game and its main story beats um did you did you get a sense of that from when you're listening to audio logs and like you know having already played the campaign and then going back and listening to them uh yeah i actually listened to most of them going through the campaign oh, okay um, yeah i'm besides, sorry yeah you did say that uh eshram's uh his audio logs yeah it's just like a prophet talk <laughs> they were no, yeah, uh, they're pretty much useless. But I like the all the Spartan uh, audio logs. You know, them going to shit, and then you find them dead throughout the campaign. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do wish we could have saved a couple. You know, and then maybe just had like team members. But uh, you know, obviously that can't happen. Blue team's coming back. Yeah, they're definitely coming back. Um, you know what? What were other like some of your other favorite parts of the campaign? You know, um, you know, not once again, not going in chronological order, but, you know, when you com- completely take over Outpost Tremonius, it's back in UNSC hands, thanks to Chief. And the pilot comes and, you know, does his whole spiel. But then you guys fly off to the the first fob. You know, basically, the you get to go to the open world part of the game. Man, that Halo music, when he's just sitting in that Pelican looking out the window, I'm like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. No- I liked it, um, but it was just like going through the whole ring. It was cool, but I feel like there should have been a little bit different zones, maybe a little different change up of scenery rather than, you know, everything kind of looking the same. Like we were talking about the jungle uh, in Halo 1 and you had the basically the arc, you know, desert kind of plains area that would have been nice to have like at least one different island well yeah and then assault in the control room is the snow area mm-hmm. for two betrayals assault in the control room and then keys and um truth and reconciliations in the mountains in the very 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 high mountains like i mean we're talking tall and then silent cartographer is in a beach area and that is kind of the interesting thing about this game um i am for whatever reason i actually I'm still kind of okay with like seeing one generic um, like Washington, Northern California biome, basically um, with, with the forerunner hexagons. However, 
it does suck that they didn't do just a little bit more because, you know, as we talked about in the pre-show, the jungle, like, I don't know. I personally just don't understand why we didn't get the flood at some point. They could have just been a one-off thing with the broken parts of the Zeta halo ring. You know, a containment field could have went down. There's no one there to watch it because the monitor got killed. So it would have been cool just to see some type of outbreak, even if it could be mitigated. Um, you, you know what? I, I hope we see the flood in the DLC because uh, I want the two idiot brothers from Halo Wars 2 to come release them again. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we, fi- <laughs> then we find all their audio logs and then they're like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, yeah, I'm just going to be pissed. I wonder what those guys are doing. Um, yeah, that would be fucking funny, actually. Or, or the uh, colony. Like, you know, he's the big bad of the DLC. I'm bad. actually really sad the colony wasn't in the game. I thought that would have been sick. I mean, they might go that route, too, though, Alex. Because I think they'll save the endless for Halo Infinite 2.0. And then maybe bring in the Halo Wars crew. As uh, DLC expansions bring in the Spirit of Fire, it's still out there. Um, you know they were jumping from Cortana. Um, you know, um, I don't know if they call it hyperspace in Halo. I don't know what they call it, but uh, yeah, I want Red Team back really bad. So I would hope that they come back. Colony would be sick as shit to see. You know, roaming around the Banish Hunter is already terrifying. So it'd oh, be yeah. cool to see. Uh, you know, Colony maybe with a squadron of or like a elite squad of hunters where chief clearly needs backup. You know, he needs fire a red team or blue team. Um, I kind of have a conspiracy theory anyways. So if you do the Spartan Academy, um, the, the commander, after you're done with all your cutscenes in the tutorial, she says the chief needs help. Well, that, that takes place after our campaign. So my conspiracy theory is that our Spartans, our multiplayer Spartans, will be the co-op partners to help chief mm. on whatever that I think whatever next season comes out may actually provide more content for the campaign, regardless of just co-op. So massive conspiracy theory there though, besides the one cutscene of her needing to help chief, there's really no um, weight to my theory. It just kind of makes sense to me with all the customization our Spartans have. It would be cool just to bring them back into the campaign, like uh, halo reach. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I do wish there were other biomes. Um, it didn't ruin my experience. Like some people out there, which is perfectly fine if it did for those people, but it does it does hurt though. When we talk about the other biomes, like, man, there could have been so many opportunities with this. <laughs> well, I hope they keep on just working on this game, you know, not just jump to, uh, the next halo, halo infinity plus sign. Yeah. Uh, Halo Disney Plus. Yeah, I hope they kind of do what like ESO does, and they like, you know, another zone of Tamriel versus like another zone of Zeta Halo. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did say. I mean, unless they go back on it, but they did say either last year or the beginning of this year, at some point, that Halo Infinite is supposed to be the next game for the ten for ten years. Like this Mm -hmm. is it, and that they really want to expand on it, do the whole live service route which I'm perfectly fine with um, a game you might laugh at because, you know, they did launch horribly and some of it is kind of a joke, uh, you know, destiny Two. It's been out since I think 2016 or something. And all the stuff they're doing now um, has brought me back. I don't really play it all the time, but I still play it sometimes. I would love to see what halo does going that route, going the ESO route. I think it's very doable. If you, if you do the grenade jump, well, you don't have to, but if you do the grenade jump with the Warthog, it's the best way to do it. If you launch as high as you can, I was showing Jarrett uh, on Christmas Eve night. Um, you can literally see the Guardian that's destroyed in the distance. But if you do the jump, you can zoom in with a sniper and see that the area, if we were to fly over there, looks playable. It looks you know, blank, but it looks very playable. So I'd like to explore that. Maybe the Banished are trying to deconstruct the Guardian and learn its architecture. Uh, that'd be a cool little, um, you know, side campaign. There's they have so many options. If you fly around too, you see a desert biome. You do see a snowish biome. I think it's actually around the Guardian. So there's definitely other biomes that they had planned. Um, 
I'm not saying this excuses three four three, but it is has been made very public that this game has got the Halo Two treatment. It two thirds of its content was cut. Uh, we don't know what that is, but it is a fact. So I'm I'm hoping that they kind of pump some of this stuff out as time goes on next year, because I think the campaign is their strongest part of the game, even though the multiplayer is really good too. And uh, I think they finally in a sense come full circle with the lore too like the shadows of reach um so it's literally like the first unsc audio logs you get i think they're given to you they're like in green or something but Mm -hmm. it's of halsey talking to chief about the weapon that literally takes place right after shadows of reach which was probably one of the best books i've ever read so i thought that was badass to close that story um that's the one thing i will give 343 is they may break lore sometimes, but for the most part, they're the ones who push the lore to the front, whereas Bungie created the lore and they kind of let fans speculate or just kind of leave it at that. You know, like the forerunners in the original Halo trilogy were always just talked about, but you never knew what they were. They were mysterious. Kind of left. They, I kind of wish they were left to that a little bit, but Halo 4 really put them at the forefront and it was pretty badass. Now, fighting them wasn't, but... <laughs> The idea of them was cool. Um, so that's the one thing I will give 343. But um, is there any like missions that like really stood out to you that you like? You're like, dude, this was fucking fun. Reminds me of the old games. Um, they do recycle content, you know, with some of the missions, the Forerunner structures, um, even some of the banished bases are they feel like um, reused content, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. Excuse me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Halo Combat Evolved uses uh, four of its missions are re- restructured. You know, uh, Truth and Reconciliation and Keys are basically uh, identical. And then uh, Two Betrayals and Assault on the Control Room are the same damn mission. One's just backwards. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So I like the road. I get my scorpion. Dude, the road... Um, yeah, I feel like the road really pays homage to just classic halo fans it's literally any scorpion fans fucking warthog run they even play the music i was like i i think i i I think i shed a tear a little bit it was dope dude it was dope and the second i got to that scene i thought of you first i'm like he's gonna fucking go to town with this tank and just destroy everything and you get to do that you get to just obliterate everything yeah i feel like um they should have put the one assassination target um who was in the tank in that mm. mission though oh yeah yeah i'm kind of surprised they didn't do that <laughs> yeah and I, then you I get guess... like the weapon too that would have been awesome well i think that's why they probably didn't do it they probably didn't want to tie the uh the, the weapon that you can get from killing the target to that late in the game i don't remember what weapon you get from him though do you do you remember mm. by any chance i think it was uh it's nothing. I can't cra- remember. Yeah, it's nothing crazy because the skewer and the rocket launcher and the arcane sentinel beam. It might have been like a might, shock rifle or something. I think it's like no, the the uh, skimmers had the shock rifle. Oh, it might be the um, what's the that forerunner grenade launcher? Oh, heat, yeah. I think it was the heat wave or um, the cinder shot. Thank you, cinder shot. I'm like I was drawing a massive blank. Uh, no, the road is cool. I think personally for me, the, my f- God, my favorite mission, you probably have to be the house of reckoning immediately after the road. I really, really fucking, cause Eshram already feels extremely methodical with all of his, you know, jumping in points from the campaign and, and then the audio logs. So to see that they literally set up like UNSC training grounds to learn how humans fight is so badass because even in halo well that's kind of the thing alex i think we're kind of spoiled as fans mm-hmm. having played halo wars 2 um 343 did an incredible job of taking how um creative assembly and whoever worked at 343 on halo wars 2 how they created the banish it translated perfectly to the main halo games because they were extremely methodical in the rts and to to see that translate into the FPS was really cool. And um, I thought the blade master fight was fun um, without the tank turret. You know, it was really fun 
um <laughs> with the tank turret it was even better um it's pretty good on easy and, yeah and then uh Eshram's fight is a, an extremely classic uh boss battle in my opinion um it's it's very to the t of you know just your average boss battle and i kind of liked it i also like i liked uh when he was dying and chief just holds him in his arms kind of you know like shows him respect yeah shows him respect because at the end of the day like chief is also murdering <laughs> a count countless covenant and banished uh throughout his years because he believes in what he's doing and he's he's given orders he's a soldier and uh, i really like what they've done with chief in this game uh to me it's like the perfect blend of like halo 3 and halo 4 chief where he does talk a little bit more but he does also there's a lot of body language involved um i think he he also has a heavy way on his heart because he feels like everything that's going on is kind of his fault um yeah because because of halo 4 um when he could have deleted cortana and like the repercussions of halo 5 would have never happened yeah it's kind of crazy though because if he deleted cortana then how would he you know fight the didact yeah you know would earth be destroyed so it sounds like he says like every actions has consequences oh true that is a, a tone set for the game for sure um yeah, because yeah. the the brutes are pissed because Cortana blew up their home world. Yeah, what did you think about that? Like when you when you saw that, you know, obviously it's like a it's not a cutscene, but it maybe it is a cutscene. Was it a cutscene? Yeah. Oh, like what did you uh, think well, about that? Well, it wasn't it? really a cutscene. It was uh, when you were putting the power seeds. Uh, Got it. Yeah, and it was like uh, the whispers or memory playbacks from Cortana. Yeah, what, I mean, that was pretty intense, man. <laughs> well, I mean, Atriox said, you know, there's some uh, repercussions to your actions. <laughs> yeah, I love how badass time. he is. Yeah, he's such a fucking badass character, man. Um, one of the other things that happens in that general area of gameplay is, you know, her talking to Lord Hood back on Earth and then basically destroying Sydney. Uh, another UNSC headquarters and then also in the same moment um, one of the AI is talking to Cortana and they're saying the facility has 74 or something uh, you know Spartan 7s on it or Mark 7s on it Um, Spartan 4s I'm sorry Spartan 4s and uh, you know he destroys the facility well that's also the facility that June was at training Mm -hmm. the Spartans so now we don't know if June's dead or alive. I'd be kind of sad if he died off camera. You know, rookie died off camera, and um, kind of want to stop seeing these cool characters die. I'd rather see them die in the game. Well, Noble Six. He's uh, still no. in a cave on Reach. Yeah, him and Atriox are in a cave together. <laughs> no, him and the Arbiter. <laughs> yeah, the Arbiter. I don't even think he's talked about in this game. No, nope. at all. God, I hate that. I hate that so much because the character development for Arbiter for Halo 2 and 3 was just amazing. And then just to see his swords of saying Helios come in, that would have been cool too, but whatever. Um, yeah. So a lot happens with Cortana. Um, is there any other missions or uh, banished like leaders, like the hand of Atriox that you wanted to talk about? Like the main start port- part of the game. Like uh, I thought Pelican down was cool with a uh, Hyperius and um, uh, the other guy. The brute chopper guy, yeah, uh, Tovarus, I think Tovarus, yeah, something like that. I, yeah. don't know, I, I like the cutscene where like the pilot like breaks down. I'm totally cool with it because, yeah, the dude's a contractor. He's not even UNSC. Somehow, perfectly flies a pelican, but um, well, I think he worked on them, so he knew how to fly them. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um. I just like how he kind of breaks down and kind of, uh, you know, my dog is trying to get in the damn room. Oh, Jesus. Might have to take a break here in a second. Yep. Probably going to have to, but I don't, I don't know. I like how he breaks down and it gets super sad. You know, chief's like, you know, just sitting there next to him with a weapon out in his hand. It's just like a dope cutscene. I really enjoyed it. And I like his attitude shift. I mean, it's all he has left. 
to help chief. He doesn't have his family where it's alluded to that they're dead. Um, a lot of people weren't on board with that. They weren't on board with him, like completely changing attitudes. And I'm like, what else would you do? You're in a situation with a guy who saves humanity over and over again. You finally broke down and he totally understands why you feel the way you do. And he needs your help. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And all in the course of, what do you say? Seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's far fetched for him to have a complete, attitude change or do you think it kind of makes sense he was by himself for six months and then in these seven hours you know his life kind of changed again finding chief yeah uh i i I like the attitude shift yeah me too it's just a lot of people didn't so i wanted to see what your opinion was and i think it's once again fine if people don't but in my opinion now after playing the whole campaign and like replaying it like now he's kind of annoying when he's a whiny bitch at the beginning Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I find him annoying until that uh, Pelican down segment. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about this campaign, I don't think I talked about it entirely in the first review is that everything they showed us in the trailers, everything entirely, everything is in this game. I feel like a lot of games don't do that. I feel like a lot of games are too quick to cut that kind of content they show and then change, you know, obviously things change. Um, but the whole Pelican down is from the first gameplay demo. You know, the first, the two intro cutscenes. they, I mean, the whole finding chief in a Pelican, I think that's like from two years ago. And they said, this is the opening cutscene to the game. And they didn't fucking lie. Like it's the opening cutscene. Um, did that make you happy at all? Or were you like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I just feel like some games don't do that. I feel like they show something and then we don't even get it. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of that. So, you know, I'm talking to you, Halo 2 E3 campaign from 2003. These bastards. Um, still want that demo. I swear like to God, I said, I, yeah, I tried not to look at all the tra- trailers. Right. Right. Yeah, um, the only thing I've watched on Elden Ring so far is just what the magic looked like. That was just gameplay. You said there's archery in there too, right? Uh, Dark Souls 3 had bows, so I'm assuming that there's bows in there. I'll have to look into it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I thought like another really fun mission was the tower itself. Um, you can literally storm the base with uh, Marines on a Razorback. There's two groups of Marines that are locked up. So if you're playing smart, even on Legendary, I was able to pull it off. So I think other people will be able to. You can literally have a whole squad of Marines take over this base. And then you get into the tower. You find Spartan Griffin's armor and you see him, too. I think it was really cool to see him. I mean, it sucks that he dies because I think he's a badass character, but uh, unfortunately he dies. And I think Chacklock was really cool too. Just that basic elite general, just like, you know, saying Master Chief, welcome to my tower. I don't know. That whole cutscene was sick. The fight was super easy, especially with the Scorpion's gun. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, <laughs> Cheater. Uh, yeah, I know, right? People are all buttered about that. Um, honestly, towards the end, I didn't even really use it that much. It didn't help me. Um, I mean, is before we jump into characters, or anything else you want to talk about campaign wise? I mean, I, I, I think we, I don't know if you we're really missing talk out. about Escher. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll go down the line. Um, I know we've kind of touched on it, but like Master Chief, I really do think like this is the perfect iteration of him. He talks, but he doesn't talk a lot. You know, Halo 4, he talked a shit ton. Um, but his, it's still his body language, like the bungee era, that really sets the tone for how he feels. Um, is there anything else you have? To, anything you want to add to Chief? No, I I like the the way he's going. Yeah, and the pilot, I feel like we've already touched on that when, uh, briefly, and that's all that we need for him. Still not uh, what, Echo four nineteen. Yeah, God, I miss her. Super dead though. Um, what did you think of the weapon? We haven't even talked about her yet. So what did you think of the weapon as a character? I liked her. I didn't like the whole when Chief tries to shut her down uh, or delete her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she turns into like I mean, I guess you would be that way too if uh, you tried to get deleted. But it's kind of like a whiny kid instead of like 
understanding why he was doing it. Yeah, I can, like a kind of like a whiny girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely the route they went with that, and I wish they didn't. And I still agree with what you just said too. Obviously, we would feel that way about it. It's just the way they wrote her lines or had her uh, Jen Taylor deliver the lines. It just, yeah, it just sounded like a whiny girlfriend. <laughs> that was pretty spot on. Um, and she was all for being deleted like six hours ago. <laughs> and then come to find out she deleted her deletion protocols anyway. So it's like, all right, well, what the fuck's going on here? Um, yeah, it's kind of like I, the anime tip up glasses thing. Yeah, basically. Um I do like her as a character, though. I, I like how naive she is towards everything, which makes sense. Um, and then as she continues to grow with, you know, in the seven hours she was with Chief. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed her as a character. I'm excited for her to basically just be the new Cortana because I'm pretty sure that's just what her name's going to be. I don't know why they just Siri. didn't say it. <laughs> it'll be Siri. It'll be Alexa. <laughs> yeah. um, Amazon Plus. Uh, and then, um, so what did you think of, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but what did you think of like Cortana and then obviously like her sacrifice that doesn't really make up for everything she did, but it's still pretty cool that that's kind of, in my opinion, it's really cool that that's where they left her. Like, let's bury that hatchet and move on from that part of three, four, three storytelling. Yeah, I liked it, but it was such a major shift in her character that I kind of mm-hmm. didn't like it because she was kind of lunatic in halo 4 and halo 5 and then she's like back to the regular cortana like when she realized she lost you don't think that's like a testament to how maniacal and smart and just a really good character that atriox is right like she thought she outsmarted him she blew up his home world and he still has the upper hand on her like you don't think that makes sense for her to like have that shift in character or you think it's just too rushed a little bit too rushed but then again we didn't know how long atriox was there with her right they don't really talk about that necessarily but no i i can still see where it come off as rushed uh so yeah let's talk about atriox um atriox is kind of a interesting character because in halo wars 2 he's in it a lot but you're actually talking to his other hand of atriox that is in halo wars 2 um well not talking but you can hear them over the comms as you're playing the missions more often than himself and then even as a leader you don't even play as him in the game you know where you can play as the other leaders uh is it decimus decimus and uh shipmaster mm-hmm. um and in this game, it is literally the same thing. So how do you how do you feel about Atriox? Are you hoping that we can go toe-to-toe to him eventually? Or you know, what do you want to see for this character? Because it's still kind of up in the air, you know, how they're gonna keep treating him. Yeah, I wanna give him a fight. And uh a lot of people are speculating because he doesn't have the scars or his war paint. So they, they're thinking it's like a younger Atriox. Uh, who got sent back when uh, Cortana blew him up. Oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of tough, too, is um, we didn't talk about it yet, so we should go back to that real quick. It's like the legendary ending with the Harbinger, and I don't think Atriox in that legendary cutscene is sent back in time like that. Mm. I think that's a conversation that they had 90,000 years ago, and then it just leads up to what he's doing which is releasing the endless. I don't think he went back in time like that. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, I think he's missing a scar uh, on his face. No, I, I believe you. I just had to look. I don't remember. Well, I guess I could type it in while you're talking. Uh, but I, I don't know how he could have survived all that. And then with the endless, they're locked up because they were trying to manipulate time itself. Right. So... And how did he survive being with Cortana when she blew up the fucking ring? <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of weird, maybe somewhat convoluted, but we definitely don't know enough yet. It's all speculation, I guess. Um, I can't find it right now, but either way, I still believe you. There was something off about his face, and maybe that's what it was, is that I just didn't notice. Um all right. Well, yeah. Atriox, very cool character. I love how menacing he is. 
he can go toe to toe with Spartans. Um, although he did he did walk up behind Chief. It's not like Chief knew he was gonna, you know, it wasn't exactly a toe to toe fight. I would like to see them fight better though, but I am kind of um, God, I can't stop thinking about it since you said it because it's true. Like Chief is like inherently weak without Cortana, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I kind of wish he wasn't. You know, when you think of like Doom guy, even though he's doing stupid shit. The Doom Slayer is just fucking. That's just him, man. There ain't he's no just, one. He's the embodiment of anger. Yeah, he's just a badass. So Chief he's is almost there. God. What? Okay, we're not getting into that. We'll leave that alone. Um. All right. So. <laughs> uh, next character is a character that everyone loves is Eshram. So I wanted to talk about Eshram real quick and uh, kind of like get your thoughts on him. He's cool, but it's kind of annoying throughout the whole thing. Like, I get it. He wants to go toe to toe with Chief. Right. That he's because he's dying and he wants his legacy to live up to this moment or whatever. Yeah. But, like, wouldn't you want, you know, all your plans to uh, succeed? So, why not just fucking throw the whole banish at him? Yeah. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's like well, they they yeah. know where he is all the time. Like, just send in all the generals, and you have to fight all of them. <laughs> or like, sure. you know, just bring Chief to the fucking uh, slaughterhouse and have all the generals that <laughs> died along the way there. Yeah, I kind of, and this is a, like a lot of people's critiques too, like in the media and stuff. And I actually kind of agree with it. It is annoying how he's just like a hologram until like the very very end and then when you fight him at the end you kill him anyway so excuse me um yeah i don't i actually really don't agree with the way they handled him i get it but it's dumb because yeah like once once all your people are dying you're like you're just gonna let them all die until he gets to you like it just doesn't make any sense i don't and other games and movies have done that too i've never really understood why oh god she's back it's like james bond yeah pretty much but um yeah he's he's an all right character i like the way he talks you know i think the voice actor is pretty good for him fun fact it's the same guy who voices revenant in apex um i don't know it's a good it's a good character because like when they showed the cut scene and he's like set a fire on your heart spartan you know i was like "Eh, that's pretty cool you know but I thought I would have saw him a lot more. <laughs> Instead, he's just a audio log guy and a hologram. And um, yeah, you basically shut the banish down within ten hours. Yep, that was a very strong miscalculation on his part. Age yeah, Fox would probably be pissed. <laughs> Which is kind of annoying too, because like if you listen to the audio logs, he's very much aware of what he's doing and setting up traps. For Spartan Griffin and all the Spartans he took with him to take down Ashram. He knew they were coming. They killed them all. And then they went and took Outpost Tremonius with like an invading army type deal, like hundreds and hundreds of people. So it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. And then like Atriox, he fucking blindsided the Infinity and fucking took Cortana and beat uh, Master Chief's cheeks. Yeah, he clapped his cheeks real hard. And like <laughs> Ashram's like, you know, that's kind of cowardly, Atriox. I'm gonna do it my way. <laughs> right. Um, is there any of the hand of Atriox you want to talk about? I mean, we kind of touched on them, Jack Locke, and then the brothers, and then um the Blade Master. Yeah, I feel like Blade Master and Chat Lock had like the most lore behind them. Yeah. And all the others were kind of just like bullet sponges you know cannon fodder true i also wish blade master would have actually attacked you when he was quote-unquote watching you you know like he just randomly pops up for an attack maybe it's like a quick time event where you have to like kick him off of you and then you do like a quick fight and then he just runs off i don't know there could have been something i think that they could have done better with eshram and the blade master for sure or like you know the blade master almost beats the chief and then eshram's like no, let him go. I want to do it my way. 
he has to destroy half of the banished forces on this ring. <laughs> <before> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he has to destroy this side of the ring's leadership just to get to me. Yeah, basically. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about from the campaign? Any moments at all? It doesn't, I mean, anything at all you got, uh, you know, what did you think of the unlockables, Spartan cores, equipment? Did we even talk about the Harbinger? Oh, she's a bitch. Uh, no, uh, we haven't talked about her. Uh, I think she's cool, but honestly, deep down inside, I just want Halo to be us fighting aliens in Flood. So every time they keep bringing in like a Forerunner or something from ancient times, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Like, literally, I feel like the CJ meme. Oh, shit, here we go again. I'm just maybe, not interested. Maybe the endless are altered Flood variant forms, forms of the Forerunners. I mean, they can be because, like, if you look at the Silexes when they show it in the cutscene, all of them they have a very flood atmosphere to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely something different about them. Maybe if they go down that grave mines, that'd be fucking sick. I don't know if they go down that route. I'm fine with it. I just the Prometheans fucking sucked. They are not, they were a cool idea. They were literally humans turned into Prometheans. I'm okay with that. But like fighting them was not fun. It was boring. It was like when they added the DBs to fucking Gears of War. I'm like, why did you do this? You know? Well, you don't want to fight uh, the warden 10 times. Oh, God. Yeah, I am not a fan of like shooting robots in these games. So I really hope they don't go down that route. The Sentinels are much enough for me. And we got enough of them in this campaign, too. Um, I think the Arbinger was like, interesting but at the same time like i said i just i think it's okay for halo just like yeah we're just gonna fight aliens and then zombies space zombies like i don't know why they think that they have to go down this route i don't think anyone's asking them to like if they can leave like the forerunner lore maybe to audio logs and like slight story beats and keep them mysterious that's fine (sighs) i feel like i'm contradicting myself in some areas but I just want to fight the flood. Like if three, four, three can recapture halo one all over again, in terms of like going from a fun space shooter, space Marines, fucking fighting aliens to a fucking survival horror game. That's what I want. I don't know. I I want it bad. And I, I understand that they want to make their own footing still with halo. You know, they don't want to be Bungie, but well, there's a reason why Bungie was so successful because they did a lot of things right. So yeah, I don't know what they have against the flood. Uh, it's one of the best enemies in the Halo universe. Yeah, and like some aspects, I think it's like even in gaming, like they are just fucking terrifying. Even the lore behind the flood is terrifying. Like everything about the flood is insane. And yeah, like the when- fucking Halo Two cutscene uh, with the grave mine. Yeah. Uh, the anniversary edition. God, he looks fucking terrifying. Yeah, he does. And then even Awaken the Nightmare on, uh, you know, Halo Wars 2, where they come back. Like they're back for sure on the arc. I don't know. They weren't completely eradicated either. No, you know, that's uh, what the high charity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I have faith in them because of what we got in this campaign, but. I still don't think we need to go down that route. I think uh, I think their mission should be bring back the flood and keep the banished as menacing as they are, though. I love them as a faction over the Covenant. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what did you th- what did you think of the Harbinger? I mean, I'm basically the only one that said anything, but I mean, she's all right. I don't know. Was- she just reminded me of another warden, to be honest yeah right i mean that's all she really is she's just a tool to progress for something else i mean that's what warden was for cortana um you know i thought her boss battle was fun i thought the arena you fight in was super cool in the silent auditorium you know um you look like you had something to say except that fucking brute chieftain dude he's insane he's insane yeah on lasso i scorpioned him for sure 
because he was just fucking horrifying. And then all the skimmers on lasso have fucking rocket launchers. All the the elites that were popping up had shock rifles. That was a horrible. Yeah, you literally have to. Just a quick tip for you and everyone else: you literally have to keep grappling. Don't stop grappling around until you you're grapple done. Grapple to the top. Um, I didn't do it to like see if I can stand somewhere on the top. I just kept spider manning around. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. and it worked out really well. You can actually cheese the spawns. Um, after each phase of her going back into the middle, if you just go to a couple doors, those doors will open up that are next to you. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of kill whoever spawns there. And then whoever spawns on the other side will be all that's left. So there is a way to kind of cheese, the, not cheese the fight, but it's just play it smart. Um, yeah, that fight was really fun, though, on Lasso. I had a lot of fun with it. The Arcane Sentinel beam just fucking shredded everything. <laughs> oh, Infinite Ammo is great. Uh, but she's an all right character. You know, she's dead now. I am curious about the endless. You do make a good point that like, what if they're just a higher intelligent flood or what if there's just more to them than people think? And that does kind of go with like what a YouTuber hidden Xperia was saying. Um, Like the endless are basically like humanity's rivals. But what if they really are those infected forerunners who can activate the rings and stuff that there could be a crazy, crazy thing there. It's just a Um, bunch of wardens. (laughs) <laughs> i'd be so fucking pissed that i'd probably laugh at the same time um so the audio logs is there anything you i wrote down some things um is there anything you wanted to talk about in like the unsc audio logs or no that's just uh mainly the unsc getting your cheap uh cheeks clapped yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, Lucas Browning's probably dead. He's the guy that brought back the Harbinger because he's a reclaimer. You know, the Banished couldn't touch the Silex and activate it. He had to. Um, you know, Was Spartan Halsey stuff. Infinite? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. That's a... No, I don't think she... Well, she, she probably says- is. She says, uh, bring me back Cortana for deletion. And she's like, if you can't do it, I'll send Spartan Locke. Who's probably dead too. So I forgot to ask you, did you check the brother's armor when you killed them? Mm, the brew chopper no. guy? Oh, well, I have his toy and on his shoulder, it has Spartan Locke's helmet and chest plate. So that's actually why I'm replaying the campaign to go fight him and go check out his armor and see if it actually has it or not in the game. But uh, a lot of people said uh, he's uh, Spartan Locks still alive. That's just they got out of fight or something. It would be cool if he's dead. I don't know if you could see it. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna fight him again just to double check. I guess I could probably Google it like you are, but I wanted to see it in person. Um, one of the other things, uh, Infinity's approach. I just put that it was it was really crazy in my opinion to get you know more insight into what happened moments before the opening cutscene. You know, Lasky is definitely alive. Uh, where we don't know. Um, you know, I put on the banished audio logs. <laughs> There's one uh, audio log. It's literally the first one, but the grunts were talking about the Nipple Academy back at their homeworld. I'm oh, like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> And then you got like Marines talking about the grunts always talking about nipples. So I, I wonder if there's like a translation issue and like, what if just the grunts mean something else by nipple um, uh, in their language? I don't know, but I think that shit's fucking funny. I love the grunts in this game, man. The grunts, these are the best grunts we've ever gotten, like without a doubt. Yeah, I killed one or there's one of the bandish propaganda towers and they're talking about uh, using this off-brand methane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I got the I I don't know if it's because I would have been your daddy's skull, but yeah, I got the I got the um the part where the grunts like, hey, does anyone have an extra Xbox controller around, or maybe just a whole extra Xbox? I'll take both. And then there's another one. There's another tower where uh the grunt says, "Did you even do this on Legendary?" So there's a couple moments where the grunts just made me laugh. Yeah, there's one where. 
uh, on the tower. He's like, da, 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 da. Da, oh, da, yeah. da, da. he's like, I don't know how you guys listen to that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome, man. The rest, of the, the rest of the vanished audio logs, uh, they're kind of like what you talked about. They just sound more like Eshron trying to be like a prophet. There is one part though where the an elite talks about um, going into a um, a foreigner structure that the UNSC were camped at, and they they got the technology from that, and they were able to expand their communications. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're able to keep track of the UNSC so well. So I thought that you know minor detail was pretty cool, and I put that in the Spartan audio logs. I put that their mission sounded dope, and it would have been cool. It was kind of a showcase through audio when Cortana sacrificed herself. Um, each Spartan team, um, you can literally hear them going through the event in which the ring blew up and it sounded really cool, but I wish we could have also seen it too. Um, I think there was like one team that died from the ring breaking apart or people and, or, uh, well, you just think about it. They're definitely, someone's dying. And then, uh, I just put once again that, you know, it was interesting to hear the last moments of the Spartans, but I wish we could have saved a couple. Maybe like Kovan and you know Makovich. The I mean, she was super badass. And then I just put the the uh, forerunner audio logs that they do mention the flood. <laughs> I put I literally put makes me miss them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really do. Uh, and then um, yeah, man, that's that's basically Halo Infinite. Uh, there's a ton of bugs, uh, Easter eggs that you guys can experience on your own. There's Arbiter dolls. There's pilot dolls. I don't know if any of them mean anything besides just a general Easter egg. Uh, you can check out Craig's Halo Infinite tour album. Um, they he embrace Craig. Guitar. He plays guitar. He's got a record and it shows what where he's going to be touring. So there's definitely embracing the um, Craig meme there. And then there's a Scorpion turret. You can get out of Outpost Tremonius. That is a glitch, by the way. It was not like um, an Easter egg, but it's a it's a weapon that you can hold that literally shoots uh, scorpion rounds. It's, it's fucking awesome. And it's fun with cowbell and boom. It just literally creates some of the funnest moments you'll ever have. Um, you can get in the Pelican, which has been discovered very recently. And that's awesome. It's, I have the Pelican. Yeah. Oh. You can, you can fly it around wherever you want. And then um, I think I despawned it, but I literally started having like Pelicans parked to create more of a base atmosphere. Cause that's mm-hmm. the kind of player I'm, I am right now. I need to stop playing this game. Um, if you have boom and cowbell on, you throw a plasma up the ground and then grapple warthog at the last second, you will literally fly across the map. So that's the best way to traverse in my opinion on lasso. So there's a tip for you there. Uh, Alex, do you have any critiques or dislikes about the game that you haven't mentioned already? Mm, nope. Uh, just the Reddit community. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out to the Reddit community. They're annoying as fuck. And, you know, I, I do think it's okay to critique games, but when in, everyone's talking about the same thing or, or bitching about minor details that I can go find in any of the other games, that's what's kind of funny about Halo fans right now. And this is with any fan base, I'm sure. But people are talking about like stuff that's in Halo Infinite or not in Halo Infinite or stuff that's like dumb that they did in their opinion. I can go to Halo 3 and tell you how shitty that game is. I played a big team battle match last night and that game does not fucking hold up. <laughs> for 2021 um there's other things about halo 3 i'm sure i can point out that are just like stupid it every game has an issue no game is perfect as much as you think they are in your brain they're not that except that, halo 2 uh <laughs> doxing uh well yeah you know doxing the developers the, yeah it's just horrible and you know i get frustration i really do but to to threaten someone's life who just worked their ass off on the game and their families is wrong. Please don't do that. Um, let's not be that way. Let's provide the critique. They listen to the feedback probably better than any other developers out there. Look at MCC completely turned around. I mean, you really even, can't go wrong. Even Halo Infinite, you know, they've already added many things. Yeah. And what's the biggest critiques they've had is, you know, mostly it's the multiplayer cosmetics in which 343 is already addressed a little bit yeah and the the uh the economy of it you know how much it costs and they were complaining about which is once again fine to some degree to complain you know i totally get it um that the fracture tenrai event the event battle pass is stupid and they already changed it they already showed a picture of what you're going to get now and it's honestly 
anything you could have paid for in the store in the first run. And then the helmet they originally they originally advertised anyways, you're gonna be able to get it for free. So they already made up for it. And then yeah, Alex, they're talking about people were complaining that the battle pass is hard to rank up. I'm already seeing people complete it. I've yeah. already seen six different people from either my Discord or other Instagram pages complete the battle pass this week. More people are completing this battle pass than Apex, than any other battle pass out there if you're not paying for it, you know, in terms of the leveling. And now they're going to complain in a few weeks that there wasn't enough stuff in the battle pass. Oh, don't worry. They're already doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's we just... have 131 days to go and this is how fast. Well, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah. So my issue with people is that it's like they forget, right? So like Apex season one was fucking horrific. It was terrible. It was laughable, laughably bad. And then Fortnite probably wasn't that great season one. Uh, Warzone is just a shit game, but they do give you a lot in your battle pass. So I don't think that they ever had a problem with it. Destiny, they used to charge you for shaders and then like you can only use one shader at a time. So there's every game has its own issue. And so the argument people were giving me is like, well, why didn't they learn from other games? Like, because they're not those fucking other games. I don't know. They have a different team working on it. It's just wait I still think we got a full package. You know, oh, yeah. I think I think we easily got $60 worth of content. Is there cut content? No question about it. Why we didn't get co-op is beyond me. If they're saving it for a story beat, then fine, that makes sense. But I don't know. I just think some back people elites. Hell yeah. Which someone's already playing them. Rejected shotgun already made a third person mod where you can play as an elite and it actually works really well. Um <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think people complain too much. I feel like people are too entitled with Game Pass. You even have to fucking pay for this game. So I didn't pay for a Halo game for once in my life. Like, I don't know. I I just think people are a little too needy. Uh, it, it's, it's a little rough. But anyways, uh, I did uh, put this in the text last night, so I didn't know if you had time to think about it. Um, but it is the last podcast of the year. Is there a game of the year for you in your catalog that you played this year? Oh, uh, Skyrim. <sighs> I don't know you're gonna say that. No, uh, I'd say Halo Infinite. Yeah, um, I I actually did put Skyrim as a runner-up. Um, it's just a really good game, man. Um, I really hope Elder Scrolls Six is more like Morrowind and Oblivion, but that's another podcast. It's not going to the PS or the PlayStation. Oh yeah, sorry, Sony ponies. Looks like you're out of luck because is coming up with some really good titles that you're not gonna get. <laughs> That sucks for the PlayStationers, but yeah, know, but they they're, have they're high on their in, entitled titles. Oh, I know. You should see Twitter, dude. It's it's pretty Ooh, crazy. We have, we have Spider-Man. We have God of War. Woo! Well, now you don't have Elder Scrolls anymore. And then God of War is coming to PC anyway, so. Oh, it is? Good. Yeah. Uh, Horizon's coming to PC, or Horizon's already on PC, and then I think God of War was confirmed for PC. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's coming to PC. Um, yeah, uh, my game of the year. Oh, go ahead. I'm tired of uh, exclusive titles. I think they should all just be, you know, on whatever console you need. I am right there with you. If if all of my friends that have PlayStation and Switches can play Halo, why not? With crossplay, that makes the community never ending. I'm totally cool with sony getting halo i don't care i would love it if they did because there's so many people out there who have playstations why not give them a good game they don't have a really good shooter they have an amazing single player catalog but i think halo on playstation would be super cool um yeah as i said in my last episode my game of the year is halo infinite um i do think 343 has a lot of work to do i it's, there's no question about it but they already talked about it they were very upfront about it they have no problem saying that they did something stuff wrong and to me, that means a lot. So, and I think the campaign is easily worth 60 bucks on its own. There's a lot of content there and I already almost put in 40 hours on it. So, yeah. yeah. So I think Microsoft, uh, ha- I think Microsoft has learned like, eh, let's go this route, you know, yeah, more towards the gamers, you know, especially with the game pass. Like there's so many games you can play for relatively cheap. And now with cloud gaming i can just stream all my games right there i don't even have to install them yeah it's it's fucking dumb (laughs) yeah the xbox ecosystem is definitely the place to be 
Uh, I guess Game Pass should just be the game of the year. Uh, but yeah, sure. uh, that's enough for us today. Uh, yeah, my game of the year is still Halo Infinite. I already said that on the last episode. Uh, it just means a lot to me. Uh, we waited six long years to get this shit. And I think what they delivered is a good footprint or foundation for the next 10 years of Halo. Alex, thank you so much for being on the last episode of the It Just Works podcast. Happy New Year's to everyone. I hope you have a safe New Year's and a good time. And uh, we will see you uh, the first week of January. All right. So that's it. Bye. purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.